The Good Way has been and continues to be a journey for me, and I'm excited to be inviting you to join me on it. It's about providing an understanding of the scriptures to free you to know that you can choose to eat and live according to God's original design, even today in our modern society, and be in line with scripture, God's heart and intent, and receive God's blessing and benefits in your body, your environment, and in your relationships. Last week, I told you that today we're going to take things up a notch as we look at creativity. This is where things get really fun. And you can start to reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the Spirit. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. So don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. Many people I know do not consider themselves to be creative, as they are not artists, musicians or performers. I am here today to let you know that if you are a member of the human race, you are creative. It's a part of your DNA. It's in the very breath that gave you life. Because our God is a creator God and he created us in his image. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Hi, I'm Jenna Jandro. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, a master herbalist, and an essential oil specialist. There are three things I've been passionate about since I was young and studied in depth. Health and nutrition the environment, and the Bible. The good way is where these three come together. In Jeremiah 6.16 it says, This is what the Lord says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. The good way is about rediscovering the principles and plan God laid out for our blessing and benefit and putting that plan into action. The good way is not about all or nothing thinking. It's about making choices. It's about choosing daily, moment by moment, to walk according to God's perfect plan for us. We won't always make the right choices. We won't always choose the right path, but we can always, always choose again. 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, all things are permissible but not all things are profitable. Welcome to The Good Way. We as human beings were created in the very image of our Creator God, and integral to who God is, is that He is the Creator. Being creative is integral to who we are as human beings because it is integral to who God is. We were created in God's image, and although sin has caused us to fall short of that image, when we come into right relationship with him through the work of Yeshua, Jesus, on the cross, he begins to transform us into the image of his Son. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And in Romans 8.29 for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. 
No, you don't have to know God to be creative. It's already encoded in your DNA because he created you in his image. But for those of us who do know him, it is incumbent upon us to allow the spirit to work within us, to transform us into the image of his son, who is the word that God the Father spoke when he brought all of creation into being. John 1, 1 through 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, not even one thing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. I tell you this to establish before you your credentials as a creative being. To be human is to be creative. And I don't just mean our ability to procreate. This is an ability given to all living creatures. But God made man in his own image, to be holy and to be creative. Holiness is a whole other subject, and we'll address it in due course. But if you're interested in looking at the scriptures that command us to be holy, they can be found in Leviticus 21.8, Exodus 19.6, 1 Peter 1.16, and 1 Thessalonians 4.7. Last week I said I wanted to validate the things you're passionate about, to encourage you to make time for them, to do whatever you have to do to create a space for your passion and prioritize it. And that this is non-negotiable time. Because the thing that you're passionate about is very often the thing that God has created you to do. Those things that you are passionate about are the very place where you exercise your creativity, often without realizing it. Whatever they are, even if they don't fit into your preconceived idea of what it is to be creative. My husband never thought of himself as creative until he realized that as a computer programmer, he exercises his creativity on a daily basis. The first thing I want you to do is to recognize that you are creative. The second is to recognize your area of creativity. And the third is to give yourself permission to release that creativity into other aspects of your life. You've heard it said, if you're going to do something, do it well. I want to take that to the next level. I want you to come to the place where your attitude is, if I'm going to do something, I'm not just going to do it well, I'm going to do it beautifully. Now this is not something that most of us can just jump straight into. There is a process we need to go through to get to that place. This process is the dance we've been learning over the last few weeks as we've taken each step along the journey home. If you haven't listened to the previous podcasts in this series, I want to encourage you to do so. Press pause now and go back and listen from the beginning. Because the steps I take you through in great detail in those episodes are important to bring you to this place. For those who've been following along, let's go back over the steps we've learned previously so that we can start to put them all together. In part one, we looked at 
the journey mankind's relationship with food has taken over the centuries, from the Garden of Eden, where we knew only good and blessing and life, to the curse of sin and death entering into the world, to the flood as a result of the sinfulness of mankind, and the introduction of meat into our diets, and the subsequent reduction in lifespan, all the way to this false Eden we live in today. So how do we extract ourselves from this industrialised, over-processed and packaged place we now live in? Is it even possible or practical to try to do so? Romans 12.2 in the Passion Translation says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through the total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. It's not easy to go against the flow, to live deliberately and mindfully in a world of convenience and instant gratification. But it is possible. It takes planning and determination and strength of will. We won't always make the right choices. We won't always choose the right path. But we can always, always choose again, and it will be worth the results we'll see in our health and our environment and our relationships with each other and our Creator God. And I reminded you of the five ways to start incorporating more first foods into your eating. They were, one, start slowly. Don't try to do it all in one go. Your body needs time to adjust. Two, introduce one food at a time. One food group every two weeks, starting with green leafy vegetables, and one food within that group each day. Three, eat produce, not products. Try to eat food in as close to its natural form as possible. Four, remember it's a journey. And don't beat yourself up if you get off track for a moment. And number five, have fun. This last one I can't emphasize enough. You can eat the healthiest diet in the world and still be sick and miserable if you are not eating your food with a positive attitude. Stress, anxiety, anger, all those negative emotions shut down the body's ability to digest food properly. In part two, we looked at mindfulness. Being mindful requires us to be awake and be consciously involved in the moment aware of what we're doing, why we're doing it, and what effect it's having. Acknowledge our thoughts, feelings, and sensations in the moment without condemnation, and accept them as our own, and that they are an integral part of who we are. And lastly, amen, to walk out every aspect of mindfulness from a place of prayer, of an awareness of the presence of God in the moment and the power of His Holy Spirit working in us and through us. Being mindful in the moment can be deeply transformational. Or it can be as simple as biting into an apple and being aware of the aroma and taste and texture and allowing the experience to cause you to praise God for His goodness. But remember that mindfulness needs to be applied externally also, to how our decisions and choices, thoughts and feelings affect those around us and the environment we live in. Part three led us to thankfulness. 
Thankfulness doesn't always change the circumstances, but it changes how we are affected by those circumstances. It changes our focus from the negative to the positive. It shifts the balance of power and control from external influences to internal. And it positively affects how our body and mind functions. You don't have to know God to reap the benefits of thankfulness in your body, mind and heart, because these are principles that God laid out before the creation of the world and he pours out his goodness upon all mankind. But for those who do know him, there is the added benefit that the peace of Christ, the favourable intact circumstance of being in all aspects of life, to the point of overflowing, rules in our hearts, and the God of peace will be with us. As we dwell in the place of the name of Jesus Christ, the place of his presence, and do everything in word or deed out of that place with thanksgiving to God the Father through him, our thankfulness and our words and actions become an act of worship to the Father through his Son, Jesus Christ. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And in so doing, we give God permission to intervene in our circumstances. We call heaven to earth. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And in that place, miracles can happen. In part four, we looked at consistency. Consistency cannot be attained in a haphazard fashion as we are blown about in the wind by one circumstance after another. We need to be deliberate with the use of our time and set in place the systems and plans that will enable us to devote the time we need to do the things we need to do to fulfill what we are called to do. Every aspect of our lives can flourish when we are able to be consistent. Our health and wellness, our personal care, our business, our home, our family, our environment and our spiritual relationship to our Creator God. Self-care, mindfulness, thankfulness, prioritising you, creating an environment conducive to doing what we're passionate about, setting aside non-negotiable time to dedicate to that calling prioritizing it, creating a place where our family and relationships can flourish, prioritizing them, and most importantly, making time to spend in God's word, in his presence, in prayer and worship, prioritizing him. Each one of these steps builds on the other and leads us to the place where we have created an environment, both internally and externally, where our God-breathed creativity that is integral to who we are as human beings can flourish. Even in one of the most mundane, ordinary things that we do on a daily basis, eating. As we apply mindfulness to what we're eating, we become aware, not only of the tastes and textures and aromas of the food we're eating, but also its appearance and its effect on our bodies, 
our minds and our emotions. And as we start to introduce more foods, more first foods, whole organic non-GMO seeds, nuts, grains, legumes, fruits, vegetables, and leafy greens, in our eating, our appetite begins to change. And our body wants more of the good and blessing producing foods and less of those that do harm. We begin to be more and more thankful for the good food and for the good it's producing in our bodies, minds and emotions. We start to become aware of where our food comes from and how it's produced and how it's, it, this affects the environment and how the environment that the food is produced in affects the food. As we consistently eat according to God's design, we start to experience the act of eating as an expression of worship to our Creator God. And in this place, we can allow our creativity to have free expression. And we will start to produce meals that are beautiful to look at as well as tasty and health and life-giving. As we apply mindfulness and thankfulness, consistency and creativity to the meals we eat, they go from a mundane, ordinary, almost mindless consumption of fuel to a creative act of worship to God that blesses those who experience it physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. Meals become a place of the outpouring of life and blessing from Father God as we actively praise and worship him through and for the meal we are eating. They can transport us back to Eden, the place of knowing life and blessing and good, face to face with our Creator God. They become a place of communion with God where we experience once again His face in the cool of the day. Looking back over the last five weeks, we've learnt the steps that make up the dance that is the good way. Mindfulness, thankfulness, consistency and creativity. These four steps make up the dance and they can be danced no matter what the music is that's playing. We can dance through life face to face with our Creator God no matter what we are doing, whether it's eating, playing, working, spending time with friends and family or coming together in corporate worship, crafting, hobbying or driving in traffic, walking, running or lifting weights, whether it's cleaning toilets or doing the dishes or climbing to the top of a mountain peak, whatever we are doing or whatever we are going through, we can choose to apply mindfulness, thankfulness, consistency and creativity and allow that thing that we're doing or going through to be transformed into something that produces good and blessing as we dwell in the presence of our Father God. Join me next week for my interview with Chelsea Joe. And in the meantime, keep practicing the dance as we journey home along the good way. Thank you for listening. I'm Jenna and this is The Good Way. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review. I'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted you or you can leave any questions you have. I'll be happy to answer them for you in future podcasts. And please share this podcast with your friends. You can take a screenshot of this page and share it to your social media pages 
or take a screenshot of your review and post that. If you'd like to help keep The Good Way on the air, you can support The Good Way on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the underscore good underscore way. I'm Jenna Jandro, walking with you on The Good Way.